I slept with Tom Holland a few years ago. When I was nearing the end of my time in uni, I was given the opportunity to work on a big film. As an assistant, my professors were saying, so obviously with this news, I was freaking out a bit. I was made to sign NDAs, which is when I found out that the movie was a new Spider-Man, which just got me more excited. Fast forward, I was flown out to Atlanta and I got to meet a bunch of cast and crew one of them being Tom Holland. We were both around the same age at the time, so we naturally bonded over him being a young fish in the industry, and he sort of mentored me and helped me around, which was super sweet of him. A few weeks into filming, I was getting him some juice, and he was doing his hair. As sort of a throwaway comment, I said, Oh, you look cute. Then he said, You're pretty good looking yourself. I blushed, since he is a pretty attractive guy, and said, Thank you. And he said, You know, you can come to the hotel and hang with me if you want. I agreed. We met, and you could sort of see where things went from there. This story sounds like it's straight up fan fiction. I know that this was submitted on the confessions, but it seems like somebody that would go through this probably wouldn't write about it if they didn't have something specific to say about it. I mean, if this were true, all she's really saying is really nice things about him. Sounds like she got what she wanted, but maybe she just feels like she can't bring it up in real life, so she has to do it through the confessions. I don't know. Let me know if you guys think this is true or false. I was curious about where Spider-Man was actually filmed, so I looked up the Spider-Man No Way Home Wikipedia, and it says that Watts, Maqueda, Summers, and Holland began filming in October of 2020 in New York City before moving to Atlanta later that month. And for Spider-Man Homecoming, apparently principal photography began in June of 2016 in Fayette County, Georgia, and then continued in Atlanta, Los Angeles, and New York City. So let me know what you guys think. Is there any chance at all this is true, fact, or fan fiction? Am I the jerk for suing my ex? So I dated a YouTuber, we went out for about a year and it was alright, but they were so emotionally invested in their channel that they constantly neglected me and made me feel like I wasn't a priority. Not really important why we broke up, but we broke up. Then I got a bunch of messages from friends about three months later telling me to go to their channel. I'm pretty much done with them, but I do and realize they made a video about me where they claim I was emotionally abusive. I continued to get messages from strangers telling me how awful a person I was and how they hoped I died through various means. So I sued my ex. It ruined them. I knew they were financially in a bad spot and likely couldn't afford court fees, but the case dragged on. They made a video about not being able to afford court costs and such and how it was going to ruin them. After which, a bunch of friends started telling me to just let it go and move on, but I had sunk money into the case as well. It wasn't cheap for me either, so I didn't just let it go. Eventually, the judge ruled in my favor and I received a total of nothing from my ex. But it meant I could link to the results in the comment section of every video she tried to frame me as the bad guy because in our state, court proceedings are public record. Suddenly, her viewership dropped and she blamed me for ruining her life. A bunch of my friends said I went too far and should have just taken the court win and left her alone. Was I the jerk? There are a lot of unknowns in this story. Whether or not what the YouTuber said was true or what this person said is true, it's hard to say. But since this is from the perspective of the OP and we are going to assume that they weren't everything bad that the YouTuber said, it still kind of seems like a lose-lose for both parties because the goal of the OP is to have their ex, the YouTuber, stop making videos about them, especially in ways that are so identifiable that people are reaching out to the OP. That seems kind of crazy. But rather than going through this long, long, expensive court situation, it probably would have been much more cheap on both ends to have the OP go to the YouTuber and say, hey, stop doing this. 
this or I will sue. But maybe part of the goal at the time was just pure spite and this was the way they wanted to go. But turns out, as they put here, I received a total of nothing from my ex. I'm not sure what OP thought the reward would be, but they probably didn't expect to get rich off of this lawsuit because they already stated that the YouTuber could barely afford the court cost as it was and it was going to ruin them. So it doesn't seem like the financial gain was the goal and having the YouTuber stop doesn't seem like the goal because that probably could have resulted from just communicating. But let me know what you guys would do if you were in this situation and jerk or not a jerk. Am I the jerk for telling someone that his art sucks and he won't amount to much in life in front of his friends and family? I have a small group of close friends, all males around the age of 25 years old, that I hang out with almost every day. We've all known each other almost all of our lives and recently, about a year and a half ago, we got a new addition to our group, John. I never really liked John. He was rude, obnoxious, and would always talk like he knows everything. He was also incredibly pretentious. A friend of mine said, Einstein, once, and John interrupted to say, I I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you mean the renowned scientist Albert Einstein? I once put up on Snapchat a story saying, I love college football. And he replied to my story with, it's called Gridderon, you moron. I don't understand how, but my friends readily accept him into our friend circle. One night about five or six months ago, we had a little get together and we were just drinking and having fun. John was kind of tipsy. We had some new girls show up, so I was kind of working my charm on them. They asked me what I did and I went, I'm a biomed engineer. I don't know why that triggered John so much, but he went on this hour-long tirade about how I'm just a drone in a rat about how I'm just a drone in a rat race. He kept telling me about how I'm just like every other person and lacked creativity. He later passed out, but his little tirade became a running joke in our group. Every time I mentioned work or anything, John would start roasting me. He nicknamed me drone and kept calling me that, even though I expressed multiple times that I don't like to be called a drone. He would keep telling me about how easy engineering is. He watched some intro to engineering courses online and that any monkey with a brain can do what I do. That really pissed me off. I once told him to STFU, but he was like, what are you going to do? You're going to fight me? I dare you to swing. I didn't want to fight him. So now I started referring to him as a pansy. Over the last few months or so, I kind of went front page a couple of times on Reddit and everyone was like, whoa, OP, you're famous now as a joke. That triggered him even even more. He'd say stuff like, his posts suck. They're not even funny. Reddit is just now filled with stupid Facebookers who upvote stupid clickbait things and downvote meaningful talent. At this point, it's relevant to bring up what John does. He's a photographer who works as a barista at Starbucks. How good is he? Well, honestly, he started off as an annoying kid with a DSLR, no talent, and a Facebook page where he uploaded three out of 10 pictures. Over the years, he got slightly better, but it's still terrible. I'd say he's more of a 5 out of 10 now. Two weeks ago, he got rejected from his dream job and made an Instagram post about how National Geography discriminated against him because of his skin color, brown. Last week, we had a surprise party at his place with his family. He lives with his parents. And at the party, I apologized to him. I hadn't met him since the post and said, Hey man, I'm sorry you didn't get Nat Geo. To which he got really angry and said, I'd rather eat my own poop than be a drone like you. What I'm doing is making real art and it's something your robot brain won't ever understand or now or in the future. So I actually feel sorry for you. He said stuff like that 
in front of a girl who I was with who got so enraged that she left and told me to tell them that she's sick or something. That's it. I lost it. We were handing out microphones to talk about our favorite memory with John, and I took an opportunity to say, well, John, all of your pictures suck. No wonder National Geographic rejected you. You're a 27-year-old barista with no college degree, mooching off your parents, and taking worse pictures than any jerk with an iPhone camera. You're not going to amount to anything in life. So just, and then I got cut off there. His dad grabbed the mic and shoved me. John came charging at me, but everyone just held him back. The rest of the guys were like, get him out of here. And I got kicked out. No one has talked to me since the incident. And John blocked me from all social media. Our group chat has been pretty silent too. And John also apparently made a roast post about me. I don't know if I should apologize to him or not. I know that John is a jerk, but am I also a jerk? John seems incredibly antagonistic. I don't know why he's going out of his way to keep calling the OP a drone. (laughs) He's nothing but a mindless drone when who cares if you think he's a drone or not. He's doing what he wants to do as an engineer. It's weird when people seem to care about that so much when it has nothing to do with them. Like, are you going to go out to random people that you are friends with or not friends with and just choose to specifically keep criticizing what it is they do for work again and again and again? It just doesn't even make sense. What are you trying to get out of it? What's even more weird is that John kind of sounds Sounds like a very pretentious nerd art type, but he's trying to provoke the OP to fight him because he's going, what are you going to do? Fight me. I dare you to swing when that seems exactly not the type of person he is because he's not pursuing a fight with the OP anymore. But with everything you know here, what would you do if you were in this situation and jerk or not a jerk? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I the jerk for banning my mother-in-law from the house? I'm a 39-year-old male and I lost my late wife six years ago. I have a 16-year-old son named Daniel and I recently got engaged to my fiance of two years. Her mom and I aren't on good terms because of how she behaves. She's a controlling, self-centered, Dolly Parton wannabe. I learned to ignore her crap, but she's been annoying Daniel and criticizing his personality regularly. He's a private kid and still hasn't gotten used to the new family dynamic, but he's in therapy and he's doing fine. She keeps diagnosing him left and right, calling him antisocial, autistic, and other stuff. The fact is, Daniel is a shy, well-mannered kid, but people confuse this with being antisocial. My mother-in-law tried several times to force Daniel to open up by embarrassing him with personal questions on family dinners and test his personality type. I've realized the effect her behavior had on Daniel, so I gave him a choice to no longer be in the same room slash house as mother-in-law, and he appreciated this a lot. My mother law didn't like that Daniel kept his distance and no longer visits and kept complaining about how spoiled he will become for her daughter to deal with. I told her to stop bringing it up, but she just cried. I'm doing this for Danny. Last week, she visited unexpectedly and wanted to say hi to Daniel. After Daniel greeted her, he went into the bedroom and she went into the living room with my fiance. I was in my bedroom when Daniel came and said his journal was gone. We looked for it, but didn't find it. 
I asked my fiancé who was alone in the kitchen but didn't see it. I paused for a second to ask where my mother-in-law was. My fiancé said, in the living room, but I saw her coming down the stairs. I asked where she was and she said, the bathroom. I saw her purse in hand so I bluntly asked if she took Daniel's journal. She looked offended and called for my fiancé when I insisted to see inside of her purse. She wanted to leave but I didn't let her. My fiancé told me to stop it but I insisted and the journal was there. My mother-in-law tried to explain this was her only chance to get to know Daniel better because, quote, she cares about him. I blew up at her and berated her for stealing from my son and told her she's banned from my house for the stunt she pulled. She argued with me, then left. My fiance apologized for her but said banning her from the house was over the top. It backlashed and my father-in-law argued and hoped his daughter realizes how bad I am and call off the wedding for refusing to apologize to my mother-in-law. My fiance said her family won't be coming to the wedding until I reconcile with her mom and cancel the ban. But I won't let my son be disrespected in his own house and ask my fiance to understand. I'm refusing to reconcile, but I'm aware that this could ruin my relationship with all of my in-laws, not just my mother-in-law. And my fiance thinks I'm selfish to cause this drama. I the jerk. The mother-in-law stole something from the room and then tried to pretend like she didn't. How is this not black and white? This seems so obvious, but there are a lot of emotions tied up in this because I think a lot of people's egos are also tied in this, namely the mother-in-law and the people surrounding her. But just because of who she is in the family doesn't absolve her from something that's so obviously wrong. She not only invaded this kid's privacy, but then lied about it and pretend like everything is fine. And even after she was found out, wants to pretend like this didn't even happen. At least that's how it seems through the father-in-law and the surrounding family. One of the top opinions on this whole thing was the suggestion that If I were you, I'd put off the wedding until you know for sure that your fiance understands and will stand up for you and your son to her family when stuff like this happens. I think the ban is 1000% justified. Yeah, if something like this happens and the fiance is already folding when it's clearly in the direction of the person who's wrong, what's going to happen if the situation is much more serious? If you can't even count on your own fiance to see objectively what happened here and tell the truth about who's in the wrong and who's in the right. Because in that case, the fiance is just going to be in influenced by her mother no matter what happens it seems like. There's a lot of people that had a lot to say about creating a will because the son is going to be in a bad spot if the father dies and in many areas the wife will receive everything even if there are children if there is not a will. If there is a will delineating how property is to be divided then is how it should be done. So there are a bunch of legal opinions and one person says in my state if there are children from someone other than the spouse they get half and the spouse gets half but I agree that OP is no longer in a situation where the default is probably fine. Some people are particularly if there isn't much left at the end and that is why it is there. However, OP is past that. Of course, as a widowed parent, OP should have had a will that includes guardianship in place since his wife died. Probably still does, but if he goes to the wedding, he will need to update it. So let me know what you guys would do if you were in this situation and jerk or not a jerk. 